This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave. And I am here with the B to the G, Brandon. Make sure that you check us all out at MarkingOut.com. Listen to the past episodes. Also, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. Buy the t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube. Also, go check out Manscaped.com where you can use the discount code regardless for 20% off and also free shipping and handling. But, that being said, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always and yourself. I am doing excellent because this is episode 576. You know, uh, so, you're the Google Doodle this week. The Google Doodle. Nice. It's like nice. a spitting image of you. <laughs> when you go to Google.com, it's legitimately you. Nice. He's wearing, you know, a, it, he's wearing a doctor uniform and everything. Very interesting. But how was your week? My week was awesome. It was, uh, it was very good. It was very good. Um, let's see. I feel like so much took place and so much has happened, you know, but it was a good week. Did you see that, uh, that oil tanker spill in uh, Rockville Center? I did see that. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, yeah, but overall, you know, how about you? What are you up to? It was a pretty crazy week. I grilled burgers on Saturday and then it literally snowed. It was like so nice on Saturday, and then Sunday was just like, nah, you're gonna get, gonna get dumped with snow. Yeah, yeah, that that could happen at times. Outside of that, I got an iPhone this week for the very first time. I'm using a smartphone. Congratulations, nah, Brandon! It's very exhausting setting everything up and going from a basic phone to a, a smartphone, mm-hmm. and it literally took hours. And I'm definitely not even close to being done with setting everything up that I need to set up. Oh, no, there's stuff on mine that is still not set up, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's so much on here that you don't even need. Like, I, I, I personally my, don't... I got my ringtones, and my voicemails came back, so that's fine. Okay, there you go. At least you got I, all I that. literally have, like, 20 voicemails from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, you know? Maybe we'll play all 20 of them on the podcast. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, but very cool, very cool. So, other than that, I didn't really do much, but before we talk about WWE Monday Night Raw, I wanted to mention Mickey J. Henson really quickly, who unfortunately passed away this week at the age of 59, uh, best known as a referee in WCW and WWE. He was the referee that worked that Starcade match when Goldberg's streak was broken by Kevin Nash. Wow. Terrible that Kevin Nash broke the streak, but <laughs> yeah, 
But he was part of that. He also worked Edge versus Mick Foley at WrestleMania 22. He was a SmackDown referee, I believe, uh, some points an ECW WWE referee. So he was a wrestler too. Yes, he was an enhancement talent back in the day. You could see him versus Undertaker and a bunch of other guys. So Man, our condolences go out to him, uh, go out to his family and his friends. But. Mm-hmm. Now, let's get on to some sports entertainment and talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Bobby Lashley and MVP opened up, which was just hyping for the Elimination Chamber taking place this weekend. And Seth Rollins came out, Matt Riddle came out, and he spoke about wanting to be double champion and then invited Lashley to the Broga party. Austin Theory came out saying he has to win for Vince McMahon. And then AJ Styles came out and also spoke about being a double champion. And then Riddle invited him to the Broga party. I don't think AJ was feeling it, but Bobby Lashley, very confident, saying the only person winning the chamber is is him. He's the only person that's been in a chamber. Wow. An ECW chamber, but... But he ran down all the opponents, and uh, that brought Brock Lesnar out. And I liked this segment a lot because he used Austin Theory as a coat rack. I thought it was really funny. I thought that that was a great interaction and everything. And I like and then how Austin Theory jumps him. Yeah, yeah. I like how Austin Theory went on the attack on Brock Lesnar. But of course, Brock Lesnar beat him up, and then I popped again because Brock took a selfie with him. I I I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, but Austin Theory has the best gimmick right now. Like think of think like realistically as a he's probably a fanboy too, as most wrestlers are fanboys for wrestling. But think about how many selfies with these wrestlers that he's getting. Yeah, that has so many <laughs> like that has stories behind it. Like he doesn't have to like I'm sure so many wrestlers are scared to ask Vince McMahon for a picture together. Or Brock Lesnar for a picture together. He, because it's part of his storyline, has pictures with Vince McMahon, Brock Lesnar. You know, and I, I think that's really, really lucky and awesome for him as a as a fan. And, you know, I think that's cool. Also, with Brock Lesnar using Austin Theory's phone, I have to wonder if Brock upgraded to a smartphone like I did. Because the last time we saw his cell phone, it was a basic flip phone. And he knew how to use that pretty quickly. <laughs> he knew pretty quickly. I mean, but I it I can't I keep on recognizing how much fun Brock Lesnar look like looks like he's having. Especially on like the Pat McAfee show this past week and everything. What? Saw so him doing some impressions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um living living the life right now. First match of the night, though, we saw the Street Profits pick up the victory over the Dirty Dogs with Tommaso Ciampa on commentary, who threw water, and I guess other stuff, it wasn't just water, I believe Dolph Ziggler ended up saying, in Dolph Ziggler's face, which distracted Robert Roode, and then Ziggler afterwards, after they lost, went on to superkick Tommaso Ciampa. And the Prophets went after Dolph Ziggler. He escaped. And uh, I, it was cool to see NXT on WWE. 
that it was really cool to see. You know, it was really nice to see Champa, and I like how they did air the stuff that took place on NXT beforehand. And it's continuing on to NXT, which we'll speak about. Yeah, I totally agree. After this, they had uh, the first Broga Party segment, but it took place throughout the night. We had Commander Aziz, Apollo Crews, Zelina, and Carmella. Randy Orton did not show up because he's not about that. Yeah. Very uh, interesting. The Street Profits joined in later, and ultimately Alpha Academy ended up crashing it and took Matt Riddle out. I did like how they had the Broga chant. Just like uh, Animal House. Yeah. Man, uh, but yeah, you had the Alpha Academy taking him out. And, I mean, that carries on to later on in the night. Very but, much so. Yeah, but next, uh, but we had the Kevin Owens. Cutting a, uh, a very heel promo about Texas. Yeah. Though. Last week he was very all on Texas, very happy, big fan of Texas, and uh, nobody believes him. So now he's turning on Texas. And now, since then, it's come out that WWE apparently made some sort of offer to Stone Cold Steve Austin for a match at WrestleMania 38. Oh, so you think that this could be Kevin Owens versus Austin? How could it not? Stone hmm. Cold Steve Austin is like the king of Texas. The Texas Rattlesnake. Kevin Owens is cutting heel promos on Texas right now in states that wouldn't even care about Texas. That's true. That's true. Seems like it's got to be setting something like that up. That would be pretty cool. I'd be about that. It's like the last time Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled. I mean, I don't know if you can call it wrestling. I think it was like 2005 he had a match. Wow, it's, but again, I don't think it was like... I can't believe mistaken, that it's been that long ago. If I'm not mistaken. Prior to that, it would have been 2003 where he where he faced The Rock. That was like his actual last match. I can't believe how much time has passed. Yeah. That's but crazy. After that, we saw Damian Priest pick up the victory over AJ Styles to retain the United States Championship. This match, to me, felt like a quick match. And I wish it was longer. Yeah, it did feel like a very quick match, but I am not too angry that it was a had that feeling of a quick match because I don't know it's the stuff with Damian Priest and AJ Styles. I don't need a fifteen twenty minute match, and I like the outcome of it because Damian Priest rolled through everything, and he pinned AJ Styles through that. So. He learned from his mistake last week. Yeah, I did. I did like that. And you saw AJ Styles like kind of give him props pretty much, you know, like give him like that head nod. So I don't know where this is. What's going to happen with this, though? We'll see. Yeah. After that, Alexa Bliss, who looked a lot more normal than last week, was presented with fluff. That was torn out of the pieces of the original Lily, I believe. Yeah. And she seemed like she was going to snap, but then she kept it under control. And then later on, she had her hair. It was back up in the the bun. So to me, it looked like a a step back. Mm -hmm. But the doctor said that as long as she has the replica Lily that's stuffed with the original stuffing from Lily, she's going to be fine. And 
he made sure to say like never let it let her go. Mm-hmm. And Alexa Bliss then announced later on, I think, that she'll be in the Elimination Chamber. Which is what? just even more like beyond puzzling as to where the hell Asuka is. Yeah, but what, and then what do you what do you see coming out of this with this new Lily? I don't know, but I feel like Alexa Bliss, like if I feel like she has to win this chamber match. So I don't, I don't know, but I popped. Uh, Lily's getting a Funko Pop, kind of. There's a a new Alexa Bliss Funko Pop that contains Lily, so I think that's yeah, cool. I saw that. That is, <coughs> excuse me. That is, sorry, very <laughs> professional. <laughs> there's, there's no covering that up. <laughs> a cough's a cough. Hey, sometimes, sometimes life happens like that. But you know, <laughs> you gotta, uh, you gotta take a, a Ricola. Yeah, let me uh, take a little sip of H two O over here. Were you gonna say something about the lily pop? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just gonna say that I saw it and it did look really, really cool. Dude Love um, was by far my favorite one that they showed off. I didn't see the Dude Love. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Also, I mean, Eddie Guerrero with the low rider, Undertaker with the casket. I didn't see those either. Yeah. That's really... And well, then, what did you I mean, see? Did you see Mankind? Did you see NWO? No. I just... I'm pulling up now. I just saw them... Um, what was it? I just saw the Lily one. Oh. Um, but this Eddie Guerrero one looks awesome taker looks really cool too but that eddie that is really cool where yeah. can you get these um online retailers maybe i don't know someone's why gonna buy a funko pop all of a sudden i don't know probably not <laughs> after <laughs> that though we saw it's, it's interesting they have the new brock lesnar too yeah that was like really that's a quick turnaround yeah that's like the new brock lesnar and just gonna say that it's been I think 18 years since uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, which I was going to touch on during uh, Vengeance Day. Nice. We will definitely get to that then. But Amos ends up picking up the victory over the Hurt Business, which kind of annoys me because like they came out to the Hurt Business theme song, which is basically Bobby Lashley's current theme song, even though it's like a, a lot different. You could definitely tell it's not the same song, but it's like, hello, it's... Sounds the same. Yeah. And they were thrown to the side a few weeks ago. So to me, it's like, and even the fact that this was a handicap match, they were losing to him like that. It made no sense. I'm telling you these, I don't know what, I feel like they have to separate for good and, you know, just I mean, do they their own still thing. Team. I don't know. They're not doing anything as a, as a team at all. It's just very confusing. Yeah, but almost I gets the victory there. After that, we saw some 24-7 championship stuff where they were having a, a Valentine's Day dinner. And Akira Tozawa and Tamina snuck in wearing a disguise to not be, like, seen. And Dana Brooke and Reggie end up escaping. And Reggie talks to Dana and says that he wants to take things to the next level. And Dana's like, eh, I just want to be friends. <laughs> And Reggie's like, okay, I understand, and then beat her for the title. <laughs> you know, you got to pick and choose your words wisely, especially when you are the 24-7 champion. 
uh, internet, hot topic here. Some people were grossed out by the, the fact that he was just being friendly with her because there was uh, maybe thoughts of extraness. And then other people thought it was really funny, so... Well, I mean, it could be thoughts of maybe... <laughs> it is. I mean, it's kind of gross to do, yeah. Well, no, but maybe he was looking to, like, date her. and Yeah, and know. then once, as soon as she said, I want to be just friends, he pinned her for the title. Yeah, that's that's all I'm... Like, I view it as he was really uh, liking her and wanted to date her, make it official, maybe propose to her at some point, maybe have a Macho Man Elizabeth <laughs> wedding. Um, you know, the whole shebang, he probably had... Uh, figured out in his mind. He probably thought about his his five year plan involving her and everything, and then she just friend zoned him. Mm. I feel bad for him. Well, after that, there was the women's contract signing between Becky Lynch and Lita, and Becky Lynch came out pretty disheveled looking, and she's like telling Lita not to sign the contract, and Lita's like, I have a whole run left in me. But and you... Becky Lynch then drops the line, I'm not afraid to go after your neck. I like that. This was, I thought, a really good segment. I like it too. I like it too. I I don't have high hopes for this match though. Dude, the fact that Lita's looked good while she was hitting the twist of fate and the, the lead assault, a lot better than the, 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 the years past. Yeah, but I mean, I'm still seeing this match as maybe a 12-minute match, 8 to 12 minutes, and I I have really no, uh, I'm going to, it's not even high hopes. I have moderate, less than moderate hopes for them. Well, for we, could see, we could see you at, at 12 o'clock noon. Yeah. But uh, after that, there was a women's gauntlet match, not something we necessarily see often, but this was to see who's going to be entering the Elimination Chamber last. This match took place before Alexa Bliss entered, so she wasn't part of it, but Rhea Ripley ends up picking up the victory over Nikki A.S.H., which I thought was a decent match. Um, Yeah, it was good, but I'm over, I said it last week, the A.S.H. versus Ripley stuff, I don't care for. But so that goes in. That goes in. Rhea Ripley picks up the victory over Liv Morgan, which I wish this part was longer because I was really enjoying it. I wish and that then, Liv Morgan picked up the victory on that one. Well, it goes into Ripley picking up the victory over Dewdrop, which I didn't expect. Yeah. And then Bianca Belair finally picks up that final victory to win the gauntlet over Rhea Ripley, and the women really killed it in this match. Yeah, I, I thought, this I thought was, that uh, like. The, this segment of Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley was a really good match. And altogether, all of the women was, it was, we don't get that often on no, TV. No, and a ton of credit for Rhea Ripley for tossing on a good performance with so many different matches in there. Yeah. And, you know, that's I mean, a lot of, went, that's a long time to be wrestling too. Yeah, she went the distance, you know, it's, that's a lot to go through to go the distance. And she did it though. You know, so that, I thought that that was really awesome too. But next up, you had Alpha Academy pick up the victory over the Mysterios. Um, Chad Gable cutting a promo on cheating beforehand, <laughs> which I thought was funny. And then Miz and Maurice came out and did commentary where we saw Miz get involved. And Dominic ends up kicking him down off the apron. Rey Mysterio takes him out. 
and Dominic goes up to the top rope for a crossbody, and Gable rolls through and reverses it into a pin using the tights and cheats. <laughs> Which is really a funny throwback to his promo beforehand. Yeah, and Maurice then afterwards attack or not attacks, distracted the Mysterios, which Miz then takes them out. Yeah, all hype for uh, Elimination Chamber. Um, I thought it was gr- good hype, you know. But and I'm loving this next like, up. You Alpha had Academy run. I agree with you. This is something that. I, I'm almost positive you and I have said that should have been for a while. And this is a great run, you know. But next up is the main event. You had Seth Rollins pick up the victory over Randy Orton. Um, a very bizarre beginning to this. It started in picture-in-picture picture during a commercial break. That's true, yeah. What is a good match, like a like a really good match. Yeah, I agree. I think that anytime you put Randy Orton and Seth Rollins in a match together, it's going to be an amazing match. And this totally lived up to expectations. And like you alluded to earlier, Alpha Academy ran out during the main event. Riddle ends up attacking them. Orton goes to help Riddle. And when he got back into the ring, he got hit with a stomp and Seth Rollins picked up the victory. Very well done. I agree. I totally agree. But that was Monday Night Raw moving over to NXT Vengeance Day that opened up with Pete Dunne picking up the victory over Tony D'Angelo in a weaponized steel cage match. Fun match. And I didn't think Pete Dunne was going to be winning this. Pete Dunne, we saw him have his hands zip-tied behind his back. And he did quite well with that. Yeah, I which is really, yeah, I was, was really. Say, I thought it was similar to Ilya Dragunov and Jordan Devlin when they did that a few weeks ago. But Pete Dunne cut himself free and ended up hitting a, a second bitter end to on a broken table piece to pick up the victory. So it sucks. There's a new video game coming out, and it's like, well, this weaponized cage is probably not going to be in it. <laughs> yeah. We had something similar when Adam Cole faced Johnny Gargano. It was like the the barbed wire topping to it, but no. But this was I thought that for an opener, this was awesome. Yeah, we saw a Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade training video package where Raquel called Cora Jade at five a.m. to train. You get up at five a.m. ever? Five a.m. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't in a while. That's like a hard time to get up, but yeah, I haven't in a while. I can't even imagine. At one point, they were at like the park, like later on in the day, and there's just like people riding bicycles and walking by. Like, what were, could you imagine seeing that? Like, what what could they have been thinking? Seeing a camera crew just like there. I don't know, probably I don't filmed know. on a little iPhone, even maybe. These I definitely like feel like it's totally. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a normal thing. Especially in New York. it's Well, it wasn't New York. What do you mean? Well, I mean, in, in New York it would. To but be filming? Any, yeah. In a park? Yeah. Anywhere yeah. else I feel like it would be. Like New York City. But of course my mind is going like Central Park. Yeah. <laughs> Again, though, it took place in Orlando. 
Yeah, but after yeah. that, we saw Toxic Attraction pick up the victory over Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada to retain the NXT Tag Team Championships, the Women's Tag Team Championships. Mandy Rose got involved and got kicked from ringside, but a little bit after that, JC ends up pulling the ropes up when Indy Hartwell went for her elbow drop, and that pretty much led to the end of the match. And... Persia thinks they can do it again in the Dusty Classic, so or or finally defeat them in the Dusty Classic, or I I, th- I don't know if the finals are them versus Toxic Attraction or what, but could be. So they're they're going to be in that. But speaking of the women's Dusty Classic, Wendy Chu ended up asking Amari Miller to be her tag team partner for it, and she said that she already had a partner, so. Wendy Chu asked Dakota Kai, and Dakota Kai is now talking to herself a lot more. And she's, I mean, kind of reminding me of Al Snow. Huh. (laughs) Okay. Like, that's all I could see when she's talking off to the side of the camera. Yeah, yeah. That's, all right. I could see that. That's interesting. I definitely did not think of that but now that you're saying that i kind of want to go back and rewatch it and also rewatch like the older l snow clips just to as a comparison but i could definitely well i mean he was talking to a head so like she's not talking talking to a head head. yet yet right (laughs) after that we had the uh the briggs and jensen segment where they spoke about valentine's day and and how the date went with jensen and caden carter and Caden Carter apparently said that Jensen is like a brother to her. <sighs> and also Fallon Henley randomly works at the bar. Apparently it's her father's bar. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. That to, was to, pretty I guess, funny. include her, yeah. But, but after friend-zoned. that, Yeah, big time. The second Grayson, friend zone of the week. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But uh, Grayson Waller showed up with police officers, one looking kind of like MJF, to have L.A. Knight arrested. And L.A. Knight provided some video evidence that showed Grayson Waller attacking L.A. Knight. And according to the restraining order, he wasn't allowed to touch L.A. Knight. So the cops ended up leaving. <laughs> Is that something they would do? I don't know. I don't think so. They. I don't think so. And then... Knight attacked Waller. So that sets up a match for them next week. Yeah, and that's going to be a pretty good match too, I think. Yeah, we saw uh, Tommaso Ciampa speak about building NXT and how people think it's just some minor league farm system, but it's his home. And he brought up Dolph Ziggler thinking that he's better than him and how that they both want the, the ta- not the tag team titles, they want the NXT championship. And then later on, Dolph Ziggler responded, so they have a match next week, so that should be cool to look forward to. I totally agree with you. Uh, Next up, you had Carmelo Hayes picking up the victory over Cameron Grimes to retain. Um, I thought this was a really solid match between the two of them. uh, Carmelo Hayes really... um, I think he's really showing what he's got recently. And Cameron Grimes... He never, I don't think he ever has a bad match. Like, I I really liked Pete Dunne and Tony D'Angelo, but 
this match was really good. Trick Williams ended up getting involved, which I'm not sure why the referee didn't kick him from the ringside area, but Carmelo Hayes retained regardless. But Pete Dunn ends up walking by Carmelo later on to congratulate him for being champion for now. So Pete Dunn's probably going to be coming after that North American Championship. Another match that I was kind of blown away with was the Creed Brothers picking up the victory over MSK to win the Dusty Classic. Right off the bat, MSK had that DJ entrance again, but they had their theme remixed with Dusty Rhodes' theme song this time. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, this is not the match I wanted in the finals. This isn't the match America, the world, the universe, the UK, the globe wanted to see this is not what anybody wanted to see but i'm gonna put it over they they killed it man they 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 killed it but we wanted gyv now i have to believe that the next tag team champions are going to be the creed brothers and i feel like they're gonna take the titles from imperium at stand and deliver which apparently is gonna be at noon the day of wrestlemania hmm that's pretty cool is it though? Like that's a heavy ass schedule. We got probably uh-huh. what? Like, is it like two hours, three hours of NXT, and then WrestleMania? Probably another two, three hours. Oh, that's true. Why later are they in the day? That? Also, yeah, that's kind of. I mean, the whole schedule. I mean, ever since AEW showed up, the whole schedule's been goofed. Yeah, they're just. <laughs> it's like they're just trying to get people to stay with WWE for the entire day instead of going to explore whatever other wrestling. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean that though. It's like oh ever yeah, no, since it's the, with the, like that Wednesday night slot being taken. There's like it. Where else are you putting it? Because you got to fit the Hall of Fame in somewhere, which apparently oh. was going to be. It's going to be after SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Like why? What? I don't but know. But Imperium um, yeah. later on congratulated the Creeds and Gunther wants the gold in NXT, and then Solo Sokoa came out to slap the taste out of Gunther's mouth. So I believe that sets up a, a match next week. He didn't actually slap him, but that'll probably take place next week between the two as well as nikita Lyons, she's going to be debuting that should be but pretty good the main event of vengeance day we saw braun breaker pick up the victory over santos escobar to retain the nxt championship santos coming out with the lwo knockoff logo and eddie guerrero tights like you mentioned it was the 18th anniversary of eddie guerrero winning the championship from uh, Brock Lesnar, so yeah, it's really crazy. cool to see him wear, wear tights like that. But Braun Breaker's entrance, he lit the Vengeance Day logo on fire. I thought that was kind of cool. And these two also had a really good match. Yeah, I totally it was like agree. Good with you. match after good match after good match. And we saw it's... Legato get involved behind the referee's back. Dolph Ziggler ran down and super kicked Braun Breaker. To the point where everyone thought it was about to be Santos Escobar walking out as NXT champion. Yeah, but then Champa brought with him to the back. Yeah, it was a really good match. That's Vengeance Day. Moving over to NXT UK. 
It opened up with Shaw Samuels picking up the victory over Kenny Williams. Williams tried to get out of the match beforehand, but Sid Scala announced that there was no evidence of him actually being injured. But after the match, he did attack Shaw Samuels with the crutch, and uh, then he sh cut some of his hair. So maybe Kenny Williams will eventually get his head shaved on NXT UK. We also saw Amelia McKenzie pick up the victory over Angel Hayes, which was a quick match, and I, I don't want to say it was a showcase match for McKenzie, but it was just a, a way to get her a victory there over an enhancement talent. After that, we saw Nathan Fraser challenge Ilya Dragunov to a championship match, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Also, Stevie Turner picked up the victory over Myla Grace, which I thought this was more of a showcase match for Stevie Turner. And I thought it was a decent match. It was also a quick match, too. Main event saw Jordan Devlin pick up the victory over Wolfgang. Another good match. I really thought Wolfgang was going to win here, but I guess it makes more sense for Devlin to have picked up the victory here. And then he can go on and have other matches with Gallus. But I really hope Devlin and Gallus are in WW2K22. But moving over to SmackDown... Adam Pierce opened the show to uh, announce a tag team match for the Elimination Chamber. He brought out Sonya Deville. He brought out Charlotte Flair, Naomi, Ronda Rousey. And Sonya Deville announced that Ronda Rousey, because of what she said last week, will now have to have her hand tied behind her back for their match. This segment, footage of it leaked online last week, and it looked like it was going to be really hard to edit and make it look good. So, I mean, they had the shaky camera bit there, so it didn't look as bad as it did on on last week on Twitter, but this was not a good segment. After that first match, we saw Ricochet pick up the victory over Sheamus, so I thought it was a decent match. Ricochet got back-to-back -back wins over Ridge Holland and Sheamus, and... Ridge Holland kind of maybe the, the reason to be blamed here for Sheamus losing. He got up on the ring apron. Sheamus wasn't happy with that. And afterwards, kind of like pushed him away. He maybe doesn't need him anymore there. He was uh, pissed off at that. After that, they announced that The Undertaker will be the first inductee to the 2022 class of the WW Hall of Fame. And it will be taking place directly after SmackDown, which is bizarre. Um, it's a no-brainer induction, obviously. So that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to seeing who else is part of the 2022 class. Match after that, we saw Ivar pick up the victory over Jey Uso via disqualification. Jimmy ended up using Ivar's helmet to cost the match, I guess. And uh, then the Viking Raiders got their helmets back. It was a nothing match. Drew McIntyre came out and spoke about what Baron Corbin or Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss did to him and, and almost cost him his his wrestling ship. And uh, Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin came out, made fun of Drew McIntyre, and then McIntyre threatened to end Madcap at the chamber. Again nothing nothing much of a, a segment here 
Earlier in the night, though, we saw Sami Zayn speak about how he was robbed from of the Intercontinental Championship. They've been doing everything to keep him away from being champion. And then Sami Zayn went on and defeated Shinsuke Nakamura to become the Intercontinental Champion. This was leaked, I guess, by WWE. Obviously, it was going to be big news you know, if WWE posted it or, or not. But... Truly and unfortunately, an absolute terrible reign for Shinsuke Nakamura as Intercontinental Champion. He had mm, maybe two title defenses, maybe three. Not good. I liked Sami Zayn's gear now having the, the knockoff jackass logo like his shirt does. But this was the best match on SmackDown. Not much competition. Unfortunately, it was a tape show. There was a lot of fluff in this episode. And I wasn't a fan of this finish. Sami Zayn kicked Nakamura's leg and then pinned him. It was like a nothing ending. So I didn't like that. But backstage, we saw Ricochet, I guess, celebrating his victory over Sheamus and I guess considering life to Aaliyah. And then... Sami Zayn interrupted to celebrate his victory at becoming the new Intercontinental Champion, and I guess she kind of dismissed that, but after that, we had the Roman Reigns and Goldberg face-to-face, where Roman Reigns wants Goldberg to acknowledge him, and Goldberg just got in Roman's face and said that he's not next, he's next champion or whatever, the next champion. Pretty much nothing. It was a 10-minute segment or so. Not a great episode of SmackDown, but I understand, uh, given the fact that they're over in Saudi Arabia right now, for the WWE Elimination Chamber taking place in Jeddah at the Jeddah Superdome. Very interesting-looking building. A number of matches taking place. You're going to be having a singles match. Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. I'm going to say Rey Mysterio wins. Tag team match that I spoke about before with Ronda Rousey having to have one arm behind her back. Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Got to say, Ronda Rousey and Naomi. Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. False Count Anywhere match. It's hard not to pick Drew McIntyre. For the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, you're going to be seeing the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. Can't see the Viking Raiders winning this. Going with the Usos. Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch defending the title against WWE Hall of Famer Lita. Gonna go with Lita. No, I'm not. I'm going with Becky Lynch. (laughs) And uh, what else we have? The Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship. uh, For a match at WrestleMania 38 for the Raw Women's Championship. You're gonna see Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley versus Alexa Bliss, Nikki A.S.H., Bianca Belair, and Dewdrop. Who do I see Becky Lynch defending that title at WrestleMania against? Uh, ooh. Well, I said Alexa Bliss before, but I don't know. I feel like we could see Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair somehow in that match as well. But I'm going to pick Alexa Bliss to win that match. The Universal Championship on the line. Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Going to say Roman Reigns retains. And then for the WWE Championship inside the Elimination Chamber, Bobby Lashley defending that championship against Brock Lesnar. 
Austin Theory, AJ Styles, Matt Riddle, and Seth Rollins. I really hope it's Bobby Lashley walking out as champion. I don't want to see champion versus champion at WrestleMania with Brock versus Roman. I just hope that's not the case. But those are my predictions for WWE Elimination Chamber. I'm going to take a quick little break right here. Hear a word from our sponsors. And I'll be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my... Lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's one for this uh, read at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's two for this read at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for the three. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. As I say, every single week, we have to thank our sponsor, Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com, use the coupon code REGARDLESS, save 10% on your order. I got my foot spray, I got my new uh, blade for my buzzer, I am ready to go. So, uh, yeah, Manscaped.com, use the coupon code regardless, save yourself 10%. I am Chris, I'm here, I'm back with Brandon. Brandon, big time blue (laughs) message, Brandon. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't say it in the open, Brandon has come to the 21st century and has gotten an iPhone. Yeah, we spoke about it. It's it's so, it's still, it's so exhausting. It it truly is. Having to set everything up, and like I told Dave before, going from a basic phone to a smartphone it's not easy. And then I, I went and, uh, I, like, I wasn't, like, that close to being out of cloud space. But because of the iPhone, it's like, by the way, you suck. You're out of cloud space now. So I went through my desktop yeah. and uh, deleted a bunch of marking out old files that I, I wouldn't have needed. So 
that gave me back two gigs. Wow, good for you. Yeah, um, yeah no, last night I'm laying on my couch watching I, – I started watching Peacemaker this week. Fantastic uh, show. Dave and I spoke about that too. Yeah, I'm on episode two, and just it's it, – you're not used to seeing John Cena like this. It, and it's really funny, but 9.24 last night, I get tomorrow uh, at 11 at eleven from Brandon's email, from his iMessage, and I just wrote, what the effing F, big time Brandon blue message. And then I get the Brandon emoji with this. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Which was fantastic. It's a, it's a shame you can't see the me emoji. The tongue moves and everything. I know. It's, it's pretty fantastic. I literally turn on my phone. And they're like, do you want to create a me emoji? I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, yes, I do. I was like, I'm never see- not using this little guy. For everything. That's it. He has that pose. So that I have having... the other pose that I sent you, the bar. Yeah, you are the mark. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm here. Having a fantastic week. Had a nice little Valentine's Day at home. Made some great steaks. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm about to cough, but I don't have COVID, so. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Um, and my wife is very nice and got me a Ric Flair retro for Valentine's Day. Oh, look at that. Which goes for a pretty penny because it's a, yeah, it's pretty rare. So I'm down to four. Four more I need in my now, entire collection. Oh, actually, I was going to say I, I confused the retros for the Superstar line for a second. Oh, those are fantastic, too. You saw, we, speak, we spoke about this like in text message, like all the reveals that they had this week. Yeah. Which was great. Those superstar lines, I think the Scott Hall might be the best one out of you know all the series so far. So that, cool. well, those they they showed those off a while ago though. No, I remember. Uh, I th- I'm pretty sure they showed them off on the bump. Yeah. Well, who watches the bump besides and, you? And and I posted the pics, and, and I'm I'm assuming it was Matt. He was like, "Where did those come from? How did you yeah, get those? Right? Where are they? Um, so, yeah, but you, you, you mentioned his name. We have to talk about him. Um, but I just want to play some audio right now uh, from last week's show. Uh, let me just cue it oh up here. Oh, my God. <laughs> let me just cue it up here. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where in Kentucky is the question, Larry? Um, anyway, Trevor Murdoch will be defending the 10 pounds of gold against always ready Matt Cardona. Do we see Matt Cardona picking up the victory here? What do you think? <laughs> I don't see it. Really? Wrong, 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 wrong. But what do I go on to wrong, say? Wrong, wrong, wrong. You say, but you said you don't see it happening, but you would entertain it. And it happens. We have a new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, always ready, Matt Cardona, the new age belt collector. He is now the champ, 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 champ. Defeated Trevor Murdoch at NWA Power Trip to win the tight championship. Out freaking standing. You know, and yeah. the one thing that kind of, like, griped me about this is, like, this was, like, they said it was, like, a quote-unquote house show. So they're going to take this footage and they're going to use it later on. And, like, they're going to they're gonna make Power Trip into, like, a bunch of episodes. Well, so, so, real seems- awesome. What's is that? He like officially champion right now, or He's, not you know they had to, they had they had to leak it out. NWA leaked it out. You know NWA was re-posting uh, all the pictures of Matt taking uh, pictures uh, with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in front of the Eiffel Tower, in front of Disneyland. The, uh, more importantly, <laughs> Disneyland. More importantly to this podcast, yes. 
Did you, um, by any chance, did you see the video of, not to go off topic, of Matt Cardona winning the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, but did you see the video footage of people getting evacuated off of Kilimanjaro Safari? No, I did not. They had to, like, sit there for 20 or 40 minutes or so. Apparently, one of the tires blew. Really? So they had to, yeah, so they had to evacuate everybody, and they had to walk the rest of the way. Oh, my God. But I'm, I, I, like, I feel like they had to have cleared the animals in that. Like, that's why they waited the 40 minutes. But, yeah. But uh, they're like, oh, this is so unsafe. Like, could you imagine walking all this distance, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, I don't know how I would be in this situation if I was there at that moment. But I'm looking at it. And I'm like, this is this is kind of cool. Yeah. They're like, walking walk, safari. like, when else would you ever be able to walk through Kilimanjaro Safari? Regardless of whether or not you're in like the, some back alley or whatever it is, I don't know. They go over that chain link bridge where the elephants can't go over. Yes. Okay. I'm like that's Very pretty cool. cool. But and they welcome uh, back. They're just like Jumbo, welcome back, as if they're not even walking there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just welcome, welcome back here. Take these steps and come all the way up. Uh, but anyway, congratulations to Matt. He will be facing off against Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis came out after the match and uh, challenged Matt to the title. Um, I'm going to ask you again. Do we see Matt winning against Nick Aldis at the Crockett Cup? He better. This, this better not be some, like, one deal, like, to one get night some, gimmick. To get some pop in the, uh, you know, get some pop in the NWA. But, like, we've been seeing a lot of the companies that Matt's been working for. He's been, like, getting them buzz. And yeah. maybe this is a smart thing. We know Billy Corkett. Billy Corkett is a businessman. He has a very popular uh, alternative rock band. And... This could be a step in the right direction to get some more mainstream, you know, buzz going on the NWA. Because I feel like since, you know, the pandemic and the shutdowns and everything like that, they're the one. And you have to say, before the lockdowns, they were NWA was pretty hot. So it's bringing somebody in that will get them buzz. And that's like when Matt Cardona went on to Sirius XM radio and told everybody there that, the NWA sucks right now. Yeah. It's, 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 it's keeping to the tradition of the NWA. Uh, and speaking about one new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, we got to talk about a former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, somebody who's been making his own buzz within not just the NWA, not in all of wrestling, but the entire professional wrestling landscape, and that is the one and only the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. As earlier this week, it was reported, and it was tweeted out by him, by, um, all, by a plethora of media outlets, Cody Rose is no longer Cody and Brandy are no longer with All Elite Wrestling. Huge shocker, because you know everyone's yes. like, oh, you know everyone's like, oh, it's just a gimmick. What he said, you know, he's he, uh, you know, people are allegedly reporting that you know he doesn't have, he wasn't going to have any more creative freedom, this, that, and the other thing, and then literally like. Five seconds after this announcement was made, Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE. And Brandon only wants to see him as Stardust. I, I mean, I was a big fan of Stardust. I, I know Cody sees it as like the like maybe a low in his career. But I really liked Stardust, so 
Here's but hoping. Do you, but do you see Cody Rhodes coming back to WWE after the old two years of, hey, listen, I'm going to take this sledgehammer and break this throne and the it's, shots. It's pro wrestling. Yes. Anything is that can happen. Money talks. Somebody actually, I, I forget where I heard it, but somebody made a thing. It's like, why does it Cody Rhodes and Triple H go out there since Triple H, you know, got essentially all of his creative freedoms taken out of WWE. Why don't they go by Ring of Honor? We saw Cody was essential in the gaslighting of all elite wrestling. He could do it again. Wait, who, who buys Ring of Honor? Cody Rhodes, Triple H. Oh, I don't, I don't know if that's the thing. Do we see him coming back and being second fiddle to Roman Reigns? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That, but that's the thing. It's like Cody Rhodes was uh, a huge, you know, yes, I know he wasn't the world champion. Yes, he p- didn't put himself in there. But, you know, no one in the WWE is going to be bigger than Roman Reigns. And it's just, but, that's, it, it, but that's the thing. All those reports are like Vince McMahon has huge plans for Cody Rhodes. Well, we can we'll see, see him show up on Saturday. We have no idea. Oh, yeah, that's right. Saturday is the uh, thing in Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. The really, really nice the- looking venue. I, I, I'm not it's attention. just a it's just a giant empty dome. They had to put risers into it. There's like no seats that come with it. Okay. And like you could see the sky through it. It's like it's picture biodome, but like not bio dome. That's kind of <laughs> no. It looks really cool inside or from the inside to like look up out outside. All right. So I mean, we'll we'll see what's next to come for Cody Rose. Um, will we see him go back to WWE? We'll see him make an indie run. Maybe, or maybe he's is in the he face of the tre- Revolution ladder match. That yeah, everyone's saying it's a huge work. And do you think? This- do you think that? Uh, would you would you entertain Stardust or no? No, I think Eventually? Cody is. No, I don't. Th- I think Cody has done a fantastic job of reinventing himself since he left the WWE that it would just kind of make a mockery of everything that he's worked for. You know, he's he you could kind of say it, he's kind of transcending wrestling with his involvement with his reality show, with his, his involvement with the Go Big Show show. Um two awful so, shows. A, <laughs> what? I said two awful shows. I mean, well, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like they're like, "Oh yeah, Cody's not breaking his contract with TBS." To do those two shows. He's breaking so, it? No, he's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. It. Or like the big, or Roads to the Top hasn't been renewed for another season. Yeah, I don't, like, to those, him being with AEW and him having those two other shows, to me, don't, like, have anything to do with each other. Like, John Cena has a show on that network, so. Yes, he does. But he's not a contracted WWE performer. It isn't? I feel like he kind of is i don't know i think he has like a, he must have like a legend he must have like not a legends contract the john cena contract something yeah but uh we'll see where roadie go roadie codes goes from here <laughs> did you codes. uh did you happen to see the rk bro mega t-shirt that ww shop had no i don't think it's on ww shop anymore i can't uh why because the can because it had the omega logo and people are probably like it, oh kenny's coming to ww it, it might have something to do with that i literally i, I saw it so. as soon like not as soon as it was posted but like i saw it relatively like probably the same day that they posted it and it was just happened to be that same day that cody um 
announced everything. So I definitely posted that and was like, oh my god, Kenny Omega's coming also. <laughs> no, like, I didn't, that, so, that, that has had, like, to be why it's not on WWE Shop right now. Yeah, they're probably retooling it. Um, but I saw somebody did this like wild, wild pitch. Like, Cody's going to come back and he's going to bring Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona and Brian Myers and they're going to be the what? salvation for AEW. I'm like, calm down, you, Mark. Wait, come back to AEW or go to... Yeah, they're going to come back to AEW. I know, but still, like that... A, Brian can't do that because he's contracted to Impact Wrestling. Forbidden door. Uh, no, I, I don't think it's happening. Uh, we'll see where Cody goes from here. I'm not I'm not a Cody hater. You know, I, I appreciate everything that he's done. And uh, we'll see. Uh, I just hope that if, he, if we get Cody promos, they're scripted from now on. Why? Scripted by not him. Why? Because his promos in AEW have not been good. Okay. That, that's, again, wrestling is subjective. And speaking to wrestling, let's go to last Friday night. I thought you were going to say wrestling not being good because the first match of the Young Bucks. Why? Oh, because you don't like the Young well, Bucks. Well, the, why, the Young Bucks picking up the victory over Rapungi Vice? I thought this was an awesome match. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it didn't like go. Bucks, that's all I'm saying. It, it, just, it, yes, the Young Bucks didn't have to win this, but, like, I, you know, I get it. So biggest uh, pop of the night, though Danhausen under the ring. Always Danhausen underneath the ring is a pop. People want to see Danhausen, and they're using him right now to their benefit since he's still injured. And once he is able to come in the ring, he is going to be on all the TV time, and it's going to be fantastic. So, but yeah, the the the, the Bucks pick up the win over the Rapunky Vice. And then they did some uh, the gimmicks between Orange Cassidy and Brandon Cutler afterwards, and the Young Bucks took Orange Cassidy out, and then Jay White showed up and took Trent out. Yeah, which then set up for this Rampage, Rampage Slam Dunk, uh, which we can probably do. Wait, is that what it's called? It's called Rampage Slam Dunk. It's at 7 o'clock tonight because yeah. the NBA, it's NBA uh, All-Star Weekend. So, I mean, oh. we can, as, I'll be home now. The game starts I'll be home by 8. I could probably watch it and cut something quick and then add it to the show if you want. I mean, we could just do it next week also. Yeah, we could. Well, you're not going to be here next week. I thought we were going to record, though, next week. Oh, we are. We're going to record Thursday. And then you leave. And then we're going to have to figure out what we're going to have to do the week after. Yeah. With Brandon out here because I am not watching Raw and or SmackDown or NXT or NXT UK and, you know, level up. Maybe Maybe we'll get some guests on. Well... After that, we saw Brian Danielson basically saying that he wants a long-term relationship with John Moxley, whereas CM Punk just wanted a one-night stand with John Moxley. And then Matt Seidel cut it off because he's upset that Brian Danielson's trying to woo Lee Moriarty away from him. I mean, and that's a, you have to think about a match it, between the two. Yeah, that stable that he mentioned last week of him. Yuta, Lee Moriarty. You know what you have to bring into that if you want to talk about violence? Bring in Biff Busick. Mm. Whoa. I don't care about John Moxley being on the table. You have Biff Busick be like the right-hand man to Danielson? Oh, bruh. Did you see Biff Busick will be facing Minoru Suzuki? Bruh. Bruh. And then I think he, he put out a tweet. He goes, I want Super Dragon also. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, next up, you had the... AEW Women's World Champion Britt Baker defeat Robin Renegade. I enjoyed uh, this match. Yeah, I thought it was good. And Renegade, uh, I think, held her own here. Doesn't she have? I heard she has a twin sister. Yeah, Charlotte. 
Ah, oh, okay. I didn't know and this was happened. like this was her. I'm pretty sure this was her first TV match with AEW. All right. And I think her and her sister have only been wrestling for like a year and a half or so. Really interesting. Yeah. And AEW giving them this big break. Well, trained by QT, so. Yeah. Well, there you go. Just like uh, the next guy. That oh, but sm- also, I mean, I mean, so much stuff happened after the match where when Britt Baker used the the lockjaw and we saw Thunder Rosa make the save. Yeah, and then Jamie Hader ran down and Mercedes Martinez ran down and argued with Jamie Haters over who gets Thunder Rosa. I, I I'm telling you, Revolution's gonna be Britt versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah, but then the the video promo that aired after that with Layla Hirsch, this was a controversy, a controversial video. Oh, where Statlander said that. Yeah, she, well, Hirsch spoke about growing up in Russia and the orphanage, and then Chris Statlander is like, I don't blame your parents for giving you up. I know, but that's, like, cold. I don't know. But, like, but like, I don't know why Statlander would say that, because she's that's like a face. A pretty heel thing to say. Extremely heel thing to say. Kind of a gross thing to say. Why? Well, I mean, it's, like, a gross thing to say. What do you mean? Yeah. Uh, but next up, Hook squashes Blakely. Hook match. All yeah. about it. People pop for him. Hookamania is running wild, brother. I think this will eventually lead to the final boss being QT Marshall. But didn't he face QT already? Did he? No. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's, like, suplexed him a bunch. Yes. Okay, that's right. He suplexed him on the stage and walked out. So, yeah, final boss. Maybe they put that at Revolution. You know, that could be one of your filler matches between... Uh, and then yeah, everyone you're... will complain. Why? Why is QT on Revolution? Who the hell cares? It's great. But their main event, also great. You have Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy picked up the victory over the Ass Boys. Uh, Colton and Austin Gunn. Uh, what can we say about the AEW Tag Team Division? It's stacked. It's solid. No, compl- <sighs> no complaints about I mean, me. I feel like they're not doing what they should be doing. What do you mean? Like, this, to me, this feud isn't about Jurassic Express and the Gun Club. It's about Christian and Billy Gunn. Yeah, so? So that, to me, is not like, your tag team yeah, but, but is then, feuding, you, but it's but not then a you tag add team the, feud. But then you add these two, two teams to kind of give them the rub. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, there was a bunch of stuff, like Christian got involved when Colton's feet were on the rope. I don't think it's his place to do that. I understand, okay. like, he's the face manager. Like, hey, ref, like, point it out to the referee. Don't touch the, the person. To me, that's a DQ. All right. Well, maybe you should go to ref, ref, refing school and uh, oh. get an illustrious career as a ref. We'll get you in the Hall of Fame. But Billy Gunn ends up taking Christian out. So I'm assuming we're going to be seeing Billy Gunn versus Christian soon, which I'm 100%. I'm all for that, obviously, because, I mean, Christian hasn't even wrestled in 2022 yet. I know, because he's been kind of helping – Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. But we saw Colton use the, the championship behind the referee's back, and Jungle Boy kicked out. That was a, a big moment there. And then yeah. Jungle Boy used the, the the kill switch and picked up that victory. Picked it up the W. Still going strong. So who is going to be next for the AEW Attack Team Like, I can't even, right now, with the way the, the they're booking tag matches, I can't picture the next champions. Well, who... Let's look at Which the we'll speak, dude. We'll speak about that in a second. That's like the, to me, that's a mess. What the rankings? No, no, no. The what they announced on Dynamite. Oh, I mean, I I like it, but anyway, let's let's head over to Dynamite. You start off for the second week in a row with a promo. 
Uh, this time, CM Punk sitting in the middle of the ring talking about how he does get a match against MJF at some point coming forward. And he said it's going to be at Revolution, March 6th in Orlando. And I'll be in ta- Orlando. So why aren't you going? I don't know. I looked at tickets and they were like really expensive. Really? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Uh, anyway, you know, Punk starts talking about, you know, how he fit MJF fancies himself Piper in Portland. Brett in Calgary, Punk in Chicago, and he keeps talking about Piper in Portland. He said, you're going to have a match. You're going to have a match where I lost, and I have learned a lot of lessons, and he pulls out a dog collar. So at Revolution, it's going to be MJF versus CM Punk in a dog collar match. MJF comes out. He says nothing. CM Punk points out that picture that's been going over social media with a very young MJF and CM Punk, and he says, this was the best day of your life. But on March 6th, it's going to be the worst day of your life, and he's going to stain the mat with his blood. So this is your second dog collar match you're going to see in all of elite wrestling. And CM Punk is still talking trash about Long Island. Well, that's fine. He's a coward for not picking May 11th. Why not? Because it's your birthday? No, May 11th is not my birthday. Thanks for remembering. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the that's when uh aw dynamite and rampage will be at the ubs arena the 2400 arena why is it the 2400 arena now? that's the address that's oh, really? literally what i'm calling it it's like in tribute to ecw oh, being the 2300 arena but it's not even in freaking philadelphia yeah but the address <laughs> is 2400 yeah, oh, how rare God. is that Whatever. But, but anyway, regardless of that, the CM Punk match stipulation, I'm pretty sure he won two of the three that he's had. He lost against Jimmy Rave. Yeah. He lost against Ring Raven. He lost against Raven? Yes. Uh, I think he – did he not – I thought he won that match. Maybe they had a second one? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he won against Raven and then teamed up with uh, Raven and Julio De Niro to take on Shane Douglas, Sin Bodhi, and Slash. And lost that one. No. Uh, worker 1, Worker 2, Raven rivalry. Um, Raven versus... Raven defeated... Um, I really thought CM Punk won the, the dog collar match against Raven. I'm, I'm looking right now at Cage Match. I don't see... Um, but, yeah, I'm I like mean... like 99% sure. But, hey, you know, they they mentioned against Jimmy Rave, this could be a good tribute to Jimmy Rave. Everyone's been getting their, uh, you know, their tributes in recently. Uh, we saw it at, at GCW, uh, the World of GCW with Jordan Oliver hitting the, the gonorrhea. Um, now this is another one. CM Punk uh, facing off against uh, MJF in a dog collar match. I'm about it. It's going to be bloody. I have really feeling that Revolution is going to be a very bloody affair. Well, hopefully it's a lot better than the ending of last time. What do you mean? Yeah, CM Punk, before Dishonor, picked up the victory over Raven. AEW Revolution's ending last year ended in the little Gilbert pyrotechnics. Oh, that was the deathmatch? I believe so. That was the exploding barbed wire deathmatch? I believe that was a revolution. Oh, wow. But after that, we saw Christian and Jurassic Express talk about the tag team titles and everything. And this was almost kind of hard to follow with this, but they're doing two separate battle royals to determine two different number one contenders to make it a triple threat match at Revolution, which to me, I I don't know if they're going to be taking the titles off of Jurassic Express, but I don't think their title reign has been 
that good. Nothing yeah. like stands out from this. Okay. And then to like, I feel like, like, why are there going to be two different number one contenders? To make it th- make it a three way match because there's so many like as I said their tag team division is so fluid and let's just like right now the number one contenders for the tag team championships are the acclaimed then you have the house of black which when have... was the last time we saw the acclaimed wrestle a tag match um I want to say the Sting and Darby match a couple weeks ago it's like it these rankings are pretty much meaningless and we've seen that in the past. I mean, well, when's the last time we saw Red Dragon? Exactly. I know, but still, like, they're not even in the, the top the top ten. You have FTR is number, at number five. You have the Ass Boys at uh, number four. And Private Party's at number three. So, I like I like the ranking system. You throw different teams in there every now and then. Um, and I'm about, I'm about this. I think their tag team division is, is outstanding. There's so many different teams in there. You can throw guys in at all, any different times. Maybe you'll get a, a dark horse out of these battle royals. Maybe it won't be Red Dragon. Maybe yeah, somebody hopefully like... hopefully we'll see Big Show and Mark Henry team up and win the battle royal. Yeah, okay, Mark. <laughs> uh, next up, fantastic match. You have Brian Absolutely. Danielson defeating Lee Moriarty. Uh, this was just straight wrestling. Melissa hey. Joan Hart was there to watch it. The I most, love that too. The most uh, engaged tweet from... Uh, Dynamite was Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah. It was Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, fantastic wrestling match with Brian Danielson won. And then afterwards, he gets on the microphone. He talks about the violence. He talks about Lee Moriarty. And he talks about John Moxley, who then comes to the ring, cuts a promo about him, and he says he's not teaming up with anybody until they beat each other up. So it looks like now Revolution, we're going to get Brian Danielson versus uh, John Moxley. Yeah. Which, again, it could be another very bloody match. I liked uh, also when Brian won the match, he was doing the double bicep pose. Yes. While making Lee pass out. But this promo to me felt like very, very like WWE-esque. And I thought it was very, very good. Why? Because it was WWE-esque? It, well, no, it was just a very good promo. Okay. And there's another one later on that kind of reminds me of that as well. Yep, well, all these WWE guys are coming in. No, it doesn't even have anything to do with anything with uh, WWE, like, who's part of it. But after that, we saw Wardlow pick up the victory over Max Caster to qualify for the Face of the Revolution ladder match, which to me is like a no-brainer outcome for, like, here. I know it was it was too, but it, you know you could see that Max Caster held his own against Wardlow, especially the way that they've been pushing Wardlow recently. And I didn't really get why, like they literally just announced those that huge two different battle royals. So I didn't understand why Caster was put here because this was this match was announced last week before they announced the. Oh, it was announced royals. last week. Yes, it was. I did not know that. Yeah, maybe you should pay attention to the product. I, I watched the product. <laughs> what do you mean? So, yeah, Wardlow, uh, Wardlow advances. Anthony Bowens attacks Wardlow afterwards. And then Sean Spears comes in and uh, whacks the acclaimed steel chairs. Sean Spears did nothing at first. Yeah, he's just, he, he's just you know, trying to get himself to be uh, the top guy, top dog. Yeah, and then finally got in there. Yeah. Backstage, Britt Baker 
talking about how she wants Mercedes Martinez to finish the job against Thunder Rosa, and then Baker brought in her sensei, and I was like, am I supposed to know who this guy is? <laughs> I, I I don't watch Cobra Kai, so I don't Yeah, I don't watch Cobra Kai. I don't watch Karate Kid. Unless you're Pat, Ralph, or, or Billy Zapka, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> And yeah. I'm like, I tweeted it out. I'm like, is this somebody I'm supposed to know? I, at first, I thought it was like a country singer. I think they were in Nashville. Yes, they were. And I was like, I'm his 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 shirt. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty confident I would know like who that is. Like at first, when he like walked in, I, I knew it wasn't uh, Chris Christopherson. But for a second, I was like, like I went like from down up, and I'm like, country megastar. Who is this? But and this then is... I had no idea. Oh man, that's like a super goofy thing that that was that took place. Yeah, it's probably there. So they're like, oh, let's use him. But uh, after that, we saw Adam Page, who was instantly cut off by Adam Cole, and they went back and forth and brought up their history, which I thought this again. I mean, I given that Adam Cole was in WWE, but this was to me another promo that I feel like we would have gotten in WWE, and it I, it was very good. Yeah, I thought the back and forth was very good. You know, again, it's setting up for revolution. And they brought up their history between each other and Bullet Club, Bullet Club and everything. And uh, Undisputed Era attacked Adam Page from behind. Adam Cole joined in. And then the Dark Order eventually ran down and made the save. And I thought that dude, was kind of weird. First of all, like, this was, I thought, a, a really, really, really good promo that ended... Really, really, really goofy and confusing. Because, like, I, I mean, they brought up the, the the past history with Adam Cole and Dark Order. So Dark Order finally making their way out, I'm fine with. But then 10 randomly started taking out security guards? Yeah, started beating I, everyone I up. I didn't understand that at all. Yeah. I didn't get that part. But later on, the Young Bucks and, and Undisputed Era or Red Dragon argued with each other. And uh, I, they're probably both going to be in the separate battle royals. And that's I feel like that has to be the finals of each battle royal, right? What? Red, Red Dragon, Dragon and Young Bucks. It could. Red Dragon and Young Bucks. Uh, Red and then Dragon. that's the thing. Like When you go to Revolution, Jurassic Express, they don't have to be the, the team to get pinned. Yeah, I know. But then if you have Red Dragon and the Young Bucks, do you see one of those teams t- pinning the others? Hmm. I'm just hoping come May we don't see the Young Bucks as tag team champions. When Brandon gets tickets again to uh, AEW over Monday Night Raw, and he doesn't want to see the Young Bucks. I, don't, you, I, uh, I mean, I do you want to see the Young Bucks? No. No, I never want to see the Young Bucks. I, 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 refuse, to buy, I refuse to buy a ticket to AEW. Cody's not going to be there. Really? No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm here to see MJF. Well, Cody, uh, Cody was very tiresome in AEW. Well, you know, I think that was the, the kind of the shtick. Well. Is that he was supposed to try to shove himself down everybody's throat as the are you beep. Are you not going? No, I'm not going. I'm not getting tickets. The I mean, Owen maybe Hart I'll... What's that? What's that? May? Oh, I'm going to be so busy with the cross season. I'm not going to be able to do anything. Owen Hart tournament starts. I know. I, that's that's a huge... Uh, I think they changed the name of the tournament without, like, making it a big deal. Good. As they should. The Owen Hart, what is it called? The Owen Hart Memorial Tournament? No, I think it's just the Owen Hart... I, I don't know. I thought it was the Owen Hart Tournament. But it used to be the Owen Hart Cup. Yeah, well, maybe they'll still get a cup that looks like ovaries. Yeah, well... No. 
No, they won't. Anyway, next up, Santana Ortiz beat Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. Uh, you kind of say with the help of Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie he Kingston. made his big return before. What man. a pop he got. Yeah. I'm stoked about that. But I feel like this match was a lot of nothing. Yeah, I feel like that too. It was kind of more to tell the story of Jericho and Kingston than it was to tell the disillusion. Right. Of... And it was like the match got super hot for a second when Jericho had the walls of Jericho locked in. But then the ending kind of just like fell flat. It like to me like came out of nowhere almost. Yeah. That was uh that was disappointing. Yeah, so. But not disappointing. Thunder Rosa versus Mercedes Martinez in a Bra. no disqualification match. Yep. Awesome. Thunder I Rosa really picking up match. that victory. Fantastic uh, match. Fantastic match. The suplex to the outside through the table that didn't break. Oh, yeah. I felt for Thunder Rosa there. Yeah. Oh, my God. But again, this is setting up Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. And I didn't expect to see Thunder Rosa like show respect to Mercedes Martinez afterwards, but... We saw Britt Baker come out. We saw Jamie Hayter come out. And Rebel came out. And Britt Baker goes and gets advice from the Karate Kid Sensei. He's like, you gotta go kill her. Or whatever he says. <laughs> she, I told you she's weak. Now finish yeah. her. <laughs> oh my good God. But Jamie Hayter and Rebel end up beating down Thunder Rosa. And Mercedes Martinez didn't attack Thunder Rosa. So Jamie Hayter jumped her. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe now it's good. Maybe Revolutions for Baker and Jamie Hader versus Thunder Rose and Mercedes Martinez. It's that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Speaking of possibilities, we saw a video package promo from the House of Black. Sick. And yet. Same. They're waiting for a new member. And with the reports coming out this week that allegedly Buddy Murphy is or Buddy Matthews is on Dear his God, way. Please. <laughs> Dear God, please. 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 Well, I, think I thought we, we need, were going to see think Buddy Murphy on the, the first episode of TBS. I think it's time for WWE, not WWE, wow, for AEW to introduce trios titles. I don't, to me, I don't like trios titles. Yeah, but you love Lucha. Uh, yes, I do, but I don't like that aspect. I feel like it gets oversaturated. Okay. And when you're not... To me, booking your tag team division so great. That I think also they're, I think they're booking their tag team division perfectly. I disagree with that. Okay. Agre- I mean, agree we to just spoke here. about with Jurassic Express and Gun Club. That was like a nothing match. Their title reign has been like nothing. I know, but yet you so have to So then how could it be booked perfectly? I don't think it's... I never said it was, it was booked perfectly. I think it's booked perfectly. It, it's... it's fine it's fine to me i'm not gonna sit here with my microscope and you know sit there. it's not a microscope though it's it was like a, a nothing match okay so so it's not like if you add that into the like factor that in with trios titles i know but now one you, of but them is but not, like, is not but like the again but but again here's 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 the the thing is they have a lot of these tag teams are also trios as well. If you're going to bring in like the House right, of Black, yeah, yeah, the House I of Black that. are awesome. But I would if you're if you're going to do that, then I would prefer you just to get rid of your tag team titles. That's that's the most ridiculous thing. You can't have a wrestling promotion without tag team titles. You're going to have trios tag team titles. But you have trio. But you, then you have trios. You put the House of Black as a trio in there. You take Red Dragon and Adam Cole, who might not see the light of day when it comes to their, you know, the tag team division, you put them in the trios division. You have best friends who you can have them do free bird or best friends rules. Have, and that's you know, to me that's another thing where if you have 
Freebird rules. Trios titles don't really. But that's. But I wasn't saying. But that's just for one particular. I no, I understand thing. what you're saying. The, that's the, why. The, the dark that's why. Too. That's why in like in WWE, everyone's like, we need trios titles. I'm like, no, you don't need for the WWE. fact that that the Freebird rule exists. We specifically don't need trios titles because any member, any group that has three members or more can defend it how they want. And it's not just like, obviously, New Day has very much so popularized it in, in recent history. But go back a bunch of years prior to, like, the Spirit Squad. They all defended it. So we had five tag team champions at that point. I'm... So it's like, to me, like, there's never, to me, there's never going to be a need for trios titles in WWE. And no, as long as not. there's that rule somewhere else, I don't see the point be, of the in WWE. Title. But I'm not talking about WWE. I'm talking about all elite wrestling. Well, I'm just saying that. But and also in Mexico, about, but know, the way that they handle their championships. But the way that Mexico handles their championships, they're like very, very messy there. Like we saw it with the with the mega championship. It's like here's the, it's it gets defended here. Maybe it doesn't uh, doesn't get the hype here. Okay. I think trios in all the wrestling would be outstanding. You know, you, you have, again, you have, like, Team Taz. What a great way to pump up guys like Powerhouse Hops and a guy like freaking Hook by putting a, a trios thing on it. You can, you, can protect all, you can protect all three of them and kind of give them, give them the rub. The Dark Order. The Dark Order has not held a single tag, like, nothing tag team-wise, and you make it up of, you got three solid tag teams in there. So I'm saying that giving a trios title would give a lot of these stables because how many freaking groups and stables are there in yeah, AEW right lot, now? A lot, yeah. A lot. So it's giving a lot of these guys more of a shot. Who say 2.0 and Daniel Garcia? Great guys put a, tri- a trios title on because they've been working together since all the three of them came in. Um, the, as I said, the best friends. But regardless, let's continue on. Let's Jay continue White. on to... Jay, you want to talk about Jay White? Let's talk about Jay White. He's going to be on Rampage. Slam Dunk. I I'm, I, I can't even believe that it was called Slam Dunk. I didn't even realize that. Mm-hmm. They mentioned they were like, oh, TNT All-Star on uh, Saturday. And I was, I thought it was about to be a, a one of their new, like, the... Their, Battle uh, for the Belts? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's happening next month. Is it so, weird yeah. that it's called just called Battle of the Belts too? Nope. Not at all. I, I I'm about it. You keep well, you keep the lineage of Battle of the Belts going on forever. This is gonna be a Battle of the Belts seventy five. Yeah, well, that's what Jay White hypes his match to. against Trent on, on Rampage Slam Dunk. Let's go to the main event. Yeah, Sammy Guevara picked up the victory over Darby Allen to retain the TNT Championships. Jim yep. Ross like, why the hell is he carrying two belts? Because <laughs> that's the that's the gimmick now. <laughs> that's literally like how, what I said last week. <laughs> yes, you did say that last week. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Hell of a match here. A lot of cool spots. I. For me though, I wasn't too keen on seeing this match again, and for what? the most part, I wasn't like I wasn't hey, I about did... it. Okay, but that's you. A lot that of other people were about drop, it. Though, that crowd that, was about it. That turnbuckle drop was yes. like, holy crap, that could have been bad. And that's why these guys are the you know the two quote unquote pillars of all elite wrestling. And the uh, the the cutter that Sammy hit to the outside, I thought that was nice. Yeah. But Jose and Sting got involved here, which distracted the referee. 
Andrade got involved, and Sammy ends up hitting the GTH to win regardless. Like, I feel like Sammy knew that some shenanigans went on, but uh, had to overlook that in order to retain the championship. Yeah, and it looks like, uh, you know, Andrade wants a part of the uh, championship title. Matt Hardy might want a a part of the championship title. So we see one of the matches I'm seeing that's, being rumored is Sammy versus Matt Hardy versus Andrade for the TNT championship at revolution. Hmm. So that's, I mean, two very established stars against a guy that's really up and coming in all elite wrestling, which would be great. As of right now, there's only three matches technically announced, which is the face of the revolution ladder match, MJF versus CM Punk, and then jungle boy and Luchasaurus versus two other teams. Well, we saw Matt Hardy attack Darby Allen afterwards, and Sammy chased him off. And Almas ends up hitting Sammy Guevara with that tablet. Yeah, Sting just sat there and did nothing. He watched it all happen. Well, maybe he didn't do anything. So I'm scared. thinking, I'm thinking maybe we'll see Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara versus Matt Hardy and Andrade coming up. Okay, that could happen. You know, there's a bunch of big uh, all uh, dynamites coming up, so we'll even put that on Rampage. Yeah. More tag teams. So I think that I feel like that's a big spot of this segment that we've been talking about. Has been a lot of tag teams. Am I right? Very much so. So, and uh, that's AEW Dynamite for this week. We'll talk about Slam Dunk next week. We'll talk about. Uh, Rampage next week because Rampage should be another awesome show. It's going to be from Bridgeport, Connecticut. So very cool, and that's that. I have uh, no match of the week this week because we um, because I just couldn't think of one offhand. So Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and you're listening to Brandon shoutouts because you got some shoutouts from Brandon. Now when do I get paid? The first shout-out goes to Ivan Reitman, who unfortunately passed away last week at the age of 75. He directed and produced a lot of movies that I enjoyed as a kid. Probably you, too. I mean, Ghostbusters 1 and 2, Twins, Kindergarten Cop. He produced Space Jam. Always, I mean... Beethoven, Private Parts. You mentioned Animal House before. Yeah, great movies. Yeah, so many others, so... Thank you for for the entertainment, Ivan Reitman. The second shout-out goes to Marry Me, which stars Owen Wilson, Jennifer Lopez, and Maluma, and it's streaming on Peacock. And uh, Hammerstein Ballroom is in this, and I have to wonder if the atrocious paint job is because of them. (laughs) Hmm. And it's like, I still can't get over it from seeing it on that GCW show. But Madison Square Garden's in this also, so I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) And regardless, I enjoyed the movie, and I don't know, it's a nice rom-com. Rom-coms are always nice, you know? I feel like there's there's a few rom-coms out there right now that it really, uh, that caught my eye. Yeah, I would recommend Marry Me to everybody. I thought it was really Actually, yeah, I mean, I... I saw the pre, I guess the trailer and the commercials for that, and that looks really funny. I was like really pumped to see this movie for weeks. <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems really good. 
Yeah. And then my last shout out goes to 205 Live because after a little over five years, it's no more. They're now, this week, a brand new show called Level Up. And uh, I was a big fan of 205 Live from the beginnings, and I wish more people watched it and treated it, like, with respect instead of, like, trashing it without watching it. I got to see three tapings in person, which I'll always remember. I was very happy that SmackDown was touring with 205 Live so that I would get a chance to see that live. And yeah, uh, really one cool. of those times, yeah, one of those times I got to see Mustafa Ali versus Hideo Itami in a false count anywhere match, which wow. I would say is probably a standout match for me that I saw on 205 Live. Yeah. But so many great matches have happened since November 2016 when they debuted on the network. So I just want to thank everybody that participated in the brand. But uh, those are my shout outs. Now it's time for. Mark Out Moment of the Week. That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. I got a bunch. You got any? Mark Out Moment of the Week. Um, ooh. I feel like there's always something that I've marked out for. I marked out for, I tossed on a classical station at work the other day, and they randomly, I don't know how random it is, but they started playing Jerry Lawler's theme song. Great Gates of Kiev. I don't know. That's what it but is. I, is it? I, yeah, I definitely, I marked out for that. I popped for that, for sure. Well, um, WWE showed off some new Mattels over the weekend, and while there are a lot of good ones, I marked the absolute heck out that they're releasing a Miss Hancock figure. Because I definitely didn't think I would ever expect to have seen that. On WWE.com, it says Stacey Keebler, but it's, I mean, she's got the glasses. I don't think she wore the glasses when she dressed like that in WWE, so I'm... Like, pretty um, confident in calling that a Miss Hancock figure. So, but, like, they have Ruthless Aggression, Era Kane, Batista, wow. Brock, the Elite Bulldog, and Lex Luger was awesome, the 2-in-1 X-Pac, the, the 90s HBK, and Hogan and Mr. T, the Ultimates, were, like, really good. But... I hope maybe not that I collect figures. I just think it's a cool thing to own with with Miss Miss with Miss Hancock coming out. Maybe it can lead to David Flair, Daphne, and Crowbar. Whoa! I think that'd be that'd cool. be that would be awesome. Also, be I really mentioned cool. on last week's episode about The Rock being at the Super Bowl. I had no clue he was literally going to be introducing both teams. I didn't I either. Was... That. Yeah, I totally cool. marked out for that. I thought that was awesome. But, I mean, Nikki Bella also appeared on the pre-show. And, of course, uh, another WWE Hall of Famer, Snoop Dogg, performed during the halftime show. Batista yeah. was in a commercial. And WrestleMania had a commercial. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely my mark-out moment was The Rock opening up. And then also all the appearances of everybody during the commercials. Yeah. And, like... I think that was the best part of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. There, I don't, there weren't like great commercials this year. I like the one with Batista though. I like the one with Batista. I like the one with Larry David. Yes, Larry David. That that was the best Super Bowl commercial. I thought that was very funny. I don't typically um, watch the Super Bowl. I had it on the full event just to see The Rock, and then I had the Super Bowl on in the background, and then I would turn towards the television when the commercial would come on, which is normally not what I would do. I normally mute commercials, but yeah, the we Super had Bowl, a got to see what's what. We had a marking up commercial air. Yes, we did. You can see that on know. TikTok. Yeah, you should and definitely Instagram. check that out. You know, um, obviously also, it did not make uh, the actual halftime show because they were, they were charging seven million dollars for thirty second spots. Damn. Yeah, crazy. But uh, because of all the scheduling changes and everything with the Olympics going on, we got some uh, different programming leading into Monday Night Raw and NXT last week and this week because it's on Sci-Fi. And if you were watching Monday Night Raw, or before Monday Night Raw, Blade Trinity was on. And Triple H was on towards the end of the movie, so I thought that was pretty cool. Never seen that, like, in actual... I've never watched that film before, so... Really? Yeah. I've actually... it's I actually really like Trinity. Especially I, I've with, never like... seen any of the Blade movies, so... Really? Yeah, no, I, I love the Blade series totally, huh? And Trinity was awesome because that was with um, Triple H. And then it was also with really a breakout role for Ryan Reynolds, I believe. Yeah. Also, I mean, Uh, speaking of Marvel movies, the Doctor Strange 2 commercial trailer aired. Professor X about to be in this film, it it seems. Yeah. I mean, let let the talk begin. And, I mean... I'm excited for that end. And Ryan Reynolds swears he's not in it, but he's on the poster, I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, there's so much that's happening. Peacemaker is still awesome. Oh, my God. I, I finished it this week. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. The new episode is tonight, right? Or today? It was already, yeah, this week. Oh, man. is it? So is it the season finale? Yeah. Oh, no. I hate that. Like, I got it. Have you... Okay, so for the record, I did. Me and Brandon did come to a decision after discussing on the show that he was going to watch Doom Patrol and I was going to watch what was it? Um, the Bob Einstein story. The Bob Einstein story. Einstein. So, Einstein. Yeah. So I watched that and I thought it was really. Brandon was right. It was very funny, um, especially just hearing the jokes and seeing his deadpan style. Uh, very comedic genius with that aspect. Where he was really the the deadpan and just straight up always playing that character. And you didn't know if it was character or not. But and then so Brandon also watched two episodes of Doom Patrol. So that was uh you know, HBO Max. I am yeah. marking out for it. But back have to you the con- mark out moments. Oh yeah, back over. <laughs> no, there. I well I mean I mean I marked too. out I marked out for Pe- I always mark out for Peacemaker though. Well wait till you see yeah. this week's episode. Oh, my God. But uh, WWE 2K had the ratings reveal or like some sort of ratings reveal gimmick for some people in 2K22. But in the clips, we did get to see confirmation that Karrion Cross is in it. We saw Fabian Eichner. We saw Walter without actually being mentioned. So that's pretty cool. And also Liv Morgan has her Christina Aguilera dirty gear, which I pop for. 
And uh, I don't. The one thing I'm off about is the fact that Rey Mysterio's showcase seems like it starts at 2005, and I hope that's not true. But they did. Yeah. They did ratings reveals for Rey Mysterio 2005, 2006, 2008, 2009, and then December 2009, which is really, really stupid in my opinion. And then 2011. He goes down from 2009 to December 2009 to have one match with Batista. Dumbest thing ever, I think. I agree. But, uh, I mean, overall, also, spoke at, Chris and I spoke about it earlier. Matt Cardona, NWA champion. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, me and Chris spoke about it off air and stuff like that, and I, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Um, I it's it's one of those things where Matt's career has really taken such an exciting turn, um, and it's it's amazing. You know, all of us are just very happy to see all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, uh, we yeah. to say more about Matt. Not Matt, but a friend of Matt. Go on. Well, apparently, Cody Rhodes and oh, Brandon yeah. Rhodes no longer with AEW. Which Definitely spoke I think, about that earlier, too. Yeah, I think that the entire wrestling universe marked out for that news. I wouldn't news. say marked out. Well, I, I'm going to say mark out for that news because it was nonstop talking about. I mean, there's people who are like, 100% it's a work. Marks? <laughs> you know and then you had people that were upset about it then you had people that were excited for it you know i mean people just can't be happy for and let people make their own decisions (laughs) well it it was shocking yeah definitely shocking i didn't i did not expect him to leave aew at all um but who knows maybe we're all getting worked i don't think we are though we'll see what do you think? Do but you think we were getting worked over it? I I would like to think no. Yes or no? What do you think? I would say no. Yeah, same here. I don't think we are. But, um, but also one more I had on uh, Valentine's Day. I was watching Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae on Twitch right before they were supposed to be going to the hospital for her to give birth. But the baby came a few days later. And uh, they welcomed Quill Gargano into the world. So congratulations to the Garganos. But somebody asked about their kids' like first Disney ride or something like that. And then I offered up the fact that my favorite Disney World attraction is the Carousel of Progress. And then it sparked like the longest debate. <laughs> and he was like, I'm only streaming, like talking for 30 minutes. And then it went like 45 minutes for talking wise. And... Um, he hates it. She likes it. So I thought that was cool. And I'm going to probably play the, the a majority of the clip after we're, after we're done. Nice. Yeah, so that's cool. You can follow him. I think it's uh, The Johnny Wrestling on Twitch. But uh, that is episode 576. Check us out on Twitter at Marking Out. Same thing as TikTok and Facebook. Uh, 
on YouTube. It's marking out 11, same as Instagram. BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram. Chris Sweendog on Twitter at CMSweeney85 on Instagram. David PTDPT on both. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Get your new Grizzled Pod Veterans t shirt. Use the code REGARDLESS for 20% off and free shipping over at Manscaped.com. Also, uh, stream us on Twitch. I mean, not Twitch. We could, we're not going to be streaming on Twitch anytime soon, but Apple Podcasts. Yeah, perhaps. We'll never know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Spotify Podcasts and MarkingOut.com. Check us out. And we wish you the... The... Best. Best. What luck in your future future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh, BTTG one six one. To I'll let you read the what he said i'm a fan of i'm a fan of you <laughs> We're like, he said that carousel of progress is his favorite attraction carousel of progress is a great i don't think so. i think it is it's not good great i don't think it's good it should never leave what's everyone feel about carousel of progress in the chat because <laughs> i think listen oof. why would you like oh my god not a fan uh okay but i i you gotta appreciate history. I do, but I will say that. So, Carousel of Progress, it's good to do once, but I will do it every time. The experience I had on Carousel of Progress was: imagine if you start it, if you've ridden it, if you know what I'm talking about. If you watch a, you can watch a, a YouTube video if you haven't. Check it out. Uh, Carousel of Progress. It's not new tech. It is not new tech. Very old tech. The oldest tech that ever is. No, uh, it's not. Uh, it's not the oldest tech that ever is. Kimber Last Kick said it's great when you need to relax. Yes. Uh, relax is in fall asleep, sure. If no. you want to sleep somewhere in Disney World, go on Carousel Progress. No. Uh, because the experience I had, which soured me on it, was so you. But that was, this was after. I've already ridden it, so I know what it is. No. Riding it again. Uh, Tara, oh, okay. Tara says that Carousel of Progress is is top tier. Yeah. Agreed. Hard disagree. Uh, because imagine this: no. you're on Carousel of Progress and you get through the first three. You exaggerate this every time you. You tell get the through story. the first three spins on the the guy. Spins. Like we're in like the we're old guy and then we're old guy but in, in like another era. An old <laughs> guy in another era. Uh, imagine you get through because there's what like we're five. What? Is there's there five? four seasons. Four seasons. Okay. So you you get four. Well, name, name them off. What? Name, what are they? They're the. You can't even. I can't. Uh, the ahead. dog lives the forever. Dog. dog lives forever, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the, the dog. I said everyone dies. Dog is the one person I like that the never dog, dies. I like that the dog. Dog is forever living. He's the a god. family is also. Uh, I, I'm just going to get up. It's fine. So first one, second one, third one. We're going into the fourth one. The fourth one is the end. Imagine the ride breaks down. Ride breaks they down. completely break down or they would have taken us off. Ride breaks down. It just got... It so stopped. they restart it. 
They didn't restart they it. Restarted they restarted it. It was just that scene. Restarted it. No, so you you're you like, already in. That's a that's about a forty five minute ride. But it feels forty five minutes. Mi- no, it's a forty five minute ride. They don't like fast forward you to the very. They rewound it. No, they didn't. You rewound it. We had to it. go backwards to stay in the room that we were just in to watch it again, and then we went forward. This is why I say it's a forty five minute we got ride. Stuck. And it will rewound. No. And you had to experience 30 minutes again. We just had to rewatch the one. Rewatch everything again. No, we didn't. And now we're like, oh we my God. absolutely did not because they wouldn't do that. They would just <laughs> shut it down and evacuate you. I mean, I wish. I wish. That would have been best case scenario. You watched one Take scene. me off. You literally watched Take me off the one ride. scene two times and acted like you watched the entire thing again. Or like I made you go watch Hall of Presidents ten times in a row. Hall of Presidents, another one.